Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, oh yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman. Thank goodness, because it enabled me to get the broadcasting gigs on TV with CBS and on the radio with Westwood One. I'm already sad, by the way. I won't be part of a game broadcast again until the Eagles preseason in August. But it was a heck of a ride and the podcasts, they don't stop. We are year-round here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We'll go to three times a week starting after the Super Bowl. But all the other shows, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, College Draft, Business of Sports, they stay weekly. News Spread the Word winner on Friday, Sponsor Confirmation Email winner on Friday, YouTube Shoutout winner on Friday, youtube.com slash NFL. Love those of you that subscribe and make the comment over there. Patron of the day, still racking them up. Sam Spaguza. Welcome to the family, Sam. Patreon.com slash RT Media. And also, welcome Ryan Leaf. Very excited to talk to Ryan. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. What a cool guest that we have for you today on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Got a chance to work with him really for the first time in the divisional round when the Ravens hosted the Houston Texans. He did an excellent job on the sideline for Westwood One. And he's rivaling me at this point, I feel like, for at least the volume of gigs that he has in the media. Of course, a lot of you are familiar with him from his college NFL career. I'm talking about Ryan Leaf. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. You bet, buddy. Uh, it was it was great to get a chance to work with you Uh uh, you know, I've, I've kept, I've watched you from afar and I've seen your hustle and it's just, I think it's probably been a bit, uh, you know, motivating to, to, you know, try to do everything and anything I can and do the best that, that I can be. I think it's key, man. I like versatility and I also like having several different employers because the way this thing goes, you know, you can lose one or gain one at any moment. So I'd, I'd rather have it that way. I feel, I, what I say is I have a diversified media portfolio 
It's great if you get one of those big gigs at NFL Network or ESPN until they don't want you anymore. And, then- and that could happen any minute. Yeah, and, and, and I'm with you. I'm with you. You have different income uh, strains. Uh, you always feel comfortable. Um, and, uh, and also, when it's all said and done, if everybody's willing to work with you, at no point is anybody going to go, well, you know, why would we hire this guy? No one's ever wanted to work with him. Well, everybody's wanted to work with us. So you, you're doing the right thing. You know you're going to get somebody who's going to work really hard. Uh, and do the best possible job they can. Highly encourage everybody to check Ryan out on social media, at Ryan D. Leaf. Obviously, he's doing a lot of stuff in the media. Also, of course, an outstanding speaker. Uh, for people that are curious, Ryan, like let's, I always like to start there. Where are you living? You know, what, what's going on in your life? And let everybody know all the things you are up to in the media. Uh, we moved to the East Coast. We moved to Connecticut. Uh, in uh, August of 2022, um, I was, uh, you know, gratefully offered a, a, a television show, which you see our, our lovely studio here, uh, with PointsBet Sportsbook. And uh, we got to kind of, you know, hang our own shingle in a sorts and built our own show called The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. And uh, man, uh, it's, been, it's been amazing. It's been really amazing. Uh, I, I never use public transit growing up in Montana and then living in like Los Angeles and everything. You're always driving. And so I've, I've maybe I've romanticized it a little bit, but I get on the train. I take the train into Manhattan, you know, the studios right here in Manhattan next to uh, uh, the world trade center, right where I film good morning football as well with the NFL network. So uh, it, it's, it's worked out really well for me. Um, we were able to, to buy a house that had some land to it. So our, our kids can run around and enjoy you know, some space like I did growing up. We have a six-year-old boy, and we just had a little baby girl named Claiborne about eight weeks ago, and she is she's doing great. She's growing, um, and uh, mom's great. Uh, you know, it's I'm uh, I'm pretty amazed at what this life continues to give me, um, and uh, and so I think that's why I I work so hard. You know, Sirius XM NFL Radio. I have I do uh, you know weekly shows there uh, or multiple shows a week. Um, uh, uh, the Good Morning Football deal, uh, my work here with PointsBet, uh, that may change, of course, with the the sale to Fanatics, uh, which was a pretty pretty big deal for for uh, PointsBet. They did a they did a heck of a job uh, putting themselves in that position. Um, you know, I am the uh, program ambassador and uh, in recovery for the Menninger Clinic, one of the most state of the art psychiatric and substance abuse disorder facilities down in Houston, Texas. Um, that is that is one of my uh, you know, one of the things I'm most proud of uh, out of all the, the jobs that I have. Um, Westwood One, uh, with you, uh, I do analyst work on college football games as well as uh, NFL games and, and dip my toe into the sideline reporting aspect of things over the final two weeks of the season there in the uh, playoffs for me, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and so, yeah, there's just a lot going on for me. I, I'm, I'm the CEO and president of our a company my wife and I started a consulting business and production company called Ram Consultant Inc. and and with that, uh, you know, I consult all over the country. Five, usually around five programs a year at the college football level with the coaches and the players, as well as Fortune 500s, and uh, all over the country um, doing speaking gigs and consulting, as well as producing content, uh, documentaries, and uh, uh, you know, and feature films. So. I, you know, I leapt into it. I, I did. I, I would probably argue that I didn't work hard enough when I should have when I was a player. Uh, ironically, uh, it took some, uh, um, 
you know, life lessons to figure it out and, and not take anything for granted again. And sometimes humbling that way is, is what motivates. And me at 47 is certainly a better version of, uh, of me than there ever was. And I, and I hope to, to continue with that. That is awesome. And I definitely want to get into a, a lot of that stuff with you later. Um, but I absolutely want to get your thoughts on what's going on in the NFL world in particular right now. And I want to start uh, actually, Ryan, with Brock Purdy, because I think it's really interesting. I went on a show and they used the term draftism to talk about, you know, the perception of Purdy. And I feel like you sort of uh, would understand that maybe on the other side. Yeah. The number of opportunities you got because you were such a highly touted prospect, because you were so gifted, because you were drafted so high, whereas it feels like for Purdy, it's like because he was Mr. Irrelevant, people are going to remain skeptical for a while until he really has so much success that they just can't anymore. The other thing I talk about too, Ryan, is he doesn't have that many plays that are sort of – highlight worthy social media it's not like it's josh allen out there throwing howitzers or running over linebackers i'm just curious now that you have lost perspective after your time as a player and as a broadcaster your thoughts on on brock purdy as a player i think he's amazing i think he's elite i think he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league i'm sick and tired of having the argument i've done i'm done with it i don't i don't argue the point anymore i just if you want to come at me with uh you know it's uh it's the scheme it's the uh, talent around him i just i go you're an idiot you are an idiot you have no idea what the hell you're talking about you do not know what football looks like you don't know how difficult it is and what he's doing and he is the catalyst of what they do if you don't think what he did on sunday uh with his feet and his arm aren't the reason why the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, then, then you don't know what you're watching. So uh, I, I like that draftism part of it. That, that's, there's so much truth because you look around the league and all these scouts that exist out there, and they point to the fact that we had it right with him. It's not him. You know, you could put anybody in this scheme with Kyle Shanahan and he would be having the same type of success. No, no, not at all. And it's just like mine. Like the, the fact that I, had this, I was considered the first or second overall pick gave me multiple opportunities, but also, you know, everybody was willing to give me another shot because, hey, we can't be wrong about this. We, we know what we saw. Um, there's so much nuance to the quarterback position. What goes on between the ears, right, is, is, is I don't know, 85% of the deal. You know, your ability to throw the football can get better and better and better, and he's tried to get better and better and better ever since high school. Uh, and, uh, and he's continued to do so. I, I, don't, I don't know why, other than to that point. There is a draftism to it. There is. It's the fact that he was taken last and he was not scouted up the right way. If he was scouted up the right way, then he would have been taken much higher. Uh, if Brian Greasy doesn't walk into uh, his boss's office, John Lynch, and say, hey, if you have a chance to, to grab him, I, I would. Uh, so I compliment Brian Greasy a ton, especially – with what he had to navigate I, I didn't last hear that year. Story, Ryan, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, Tell he was uh, he was instrumental in uh, in the scouting process of, of Brock Purdy, uh, and uh, they reminded me a lot of each other too. So, which makes sense, you know, Brian Greasy, who I played against in the Rose Bowl, uh, kind of Big Ten football esque, uh, run the football, and and I think it's why he had such a, a long NFL career. Got an opportunity in Denver behind John Elway to learn uh, and get better. 
Brock Purdy was forced into it a little bit, but the way Brian navigated that quarterback room, I thought was even better last year to to allow for Brock Purdy to when he got the opportunity to make the most of it. Um, you know, when he stepped out of the booth and stepped into the the microphone uh, on the sideline, sometimes that's that's a difficult task to to do. But I think it proves to the point how how great a football mind that Brian Greasy is, and why he's trusted by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Ryan, let's also talk about Patrick Mahomes. I, I was on the sideline for the AFC Championship game on Sunday. And, man, I did not think we'd be having a conversation about a guy being maybe as good or better or whatever than Tom Brady this soon. I just didn't think we'd be having it. But certainly I think he's off to the best start of a career at age 28 that we've seen. From a quarterback's perspective, what impresses you the most? I think people see the you know, the really fancy stuff he does and the highlight stuff. But what what jumps out to you when you watch Mahomes play? I think he has no ego. I think I think that may be his biggest asset. He has zero ego because Andy Reid, you know, essentially neutered him on Sunday. As a quarterback, as a quarterback, we love to drop back, plant our foot, fire it down the field. And he, he just said, hey, this is how we're going to win. Do you want to go win a championship or do you want to have flashy plays down the field? And that's changed a lot since Tyreek Hill left. The fact that he is egoless and he goes out and does what he was asked, 30 of 39, okay, and doesn't get to 300 yards, right? Everything was near or, or at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he allowed guys to make plays for him. Travis Kelsey was his biggest, 11 uh, targets, 11 catches. I just think the fact that he is just like, I'll do anything and everything for this team to win. We know that I can make the, the outrageous play. Uh, that's, been, that's been confirmed over and over. But can I do what is needed every single time for us to be winners when it counts? And the leadership quality that he has, because he walked into Buffalo and he walked into Baltimore in two of the loudest venues with some of the most rabid fans and there were no pre-snap penalties, and there were no miscommunications with all the noise. They were ready. They were ready for everybody making a big deal out of the fact that he had never been on the road in the playoffs, for them to go dominate in the fashion that they did against the Bills and then the Ravens. That lends to the leadership quality of what he has and the lack of ego. I think, I think they, and, and I talked with him and Andy Reid after the game, I think they liked it. I think they embraced it. I think they were glad that they could prove they could do that just like I'm glad every time I make it easy on myself and order in on DoorDash. Now I can watch the game, maybe root for my bets while my food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to my door. What about uh, some of the teams that lost these games, in particular the guy that you saw in person a couple weeks ago, Lamar Jackson, Ryan. What was your biggest takeaway from the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Now you saw him in person when he had a great game and they won. You watched him on Sunday when the result was a lot different. What do you see when you watch him? Well, I see, I think, the future of quarterback play in the NFL. I really do. I think that that he's going to lead the charge of what it's going to look like. Um, whether that is using his legs when he needs to and doing it well from the pocket. Unfortunately... I think that the team that was the best football team in all the land all year long had a bad game, had a bunch of bad moments. Todd Munkin had his worst game of the year 
in terms of calling plays. He did not go back to what worked for them the week before when they were struggling in the first half and go to that quick game that allowed for Lamar to get some completions and develop some confidence. Uh, he stayed with the drop back. Uh, the fact that they led the league in rushing and the two running backs only had six carries between them, that is absolutely moved off your identity by an opponent. And that can't happen. And it's not like it was, you know, 31 to 7 or 24 to 7. You know, it, it's not. You, the 49ers still found a way to commit to the running game uh, when they were down uh, 24 to 7. You know, it, it's, it just. It just is, and, and their unwillingness to do that. Uh, I would say Mike McDonald had two bad series. I thought he called a hell of a game the rest of the game, uh, but I thought the first two series he was overwhelmed with what Andy Reid was doing to him, and he got some matchups. Where I thought Kyle, Kyle Hamilton versus Travis Kelsey, with how the seasons went, I thought that was going to be a win for Kyle Hamilton. But when you got Patrick Mahomes putting the ball in the only spot where Travis can catch it, you know he makes the catch and, and gets him beat. After that, they played pretty darn good. Um, unfortunately, uh, Spags took them out of everything that Todd Munkin wanted to do. They made them feel completely uncomfortable and then start to make some really bad mistakes. Zay Flowers lost it, absolutely lost it uh, down the stretch for them. Uh, Lamar as well. The, the throw in the end zone for the interception. I mean, there's, there's no raven around it other than the guy in the middle of the three defenders in red. And it was second down. And so these are the things. And then defensive penalties that start to come. And that's on John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh has got to be ready to have these guys ready to play, like Andy Reid had the Chiefs over the last two weeks. It was a completely outcoached, outplayed football game from start to finish. Ryan, what would you be thinking right now if you were Josh Allen? Because it feels like you almost played a perfect game and they still just weren't able to do it. I think I said this on social media. I feel like if this were the NBA and it's not, Josh Allen, this would be the point where he would want to get traded to the Lakers, you know what I mean, or some other team, because he's just not able to get over the hump with his team. I adore the guy. I love watching him play football. Uh, I guess your thoughts on him, I mean, they, it, maybe they just need to get better around him. Maybe the defense was just too beat up to win that game. I mean, the defense was beat up. You know, it was incredibly beat up. Um and he had a couple opportunities, right, to make some plays. He had a chance to hit that touchdown if he was uh, able to stabilize his feet a little bit better. I think if you asked him, should he make that throw, he would answer yes. Um, you know, kickers. You know, <laughs> you, you can't define what kickers do. And kickers, unfortunately, in Buffalo have a storied history and not one that is uh, uh, pleasant to talk about. So, it, he just got to keep doing what he's doing, right? He got his team to this, the, the second uh, uh, overall seed this year when everybody was throwing, uh, throwing them away going into the bye at 6-6. Six and six. Things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. The only problem that's not going to be okay is the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid still exist. And that is just the bigger issue. They just, when times are tough and where things are on the line and where they get paid and where they eat, the Chiefs live. They live there, and unfortunately, my brother texted me after that game, said, man, poor Josh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the AFC, that, that, that poor guy's just not going to win. And that's where they're at right now, and that's why I wondered if there was going to be some sort of change that happens because you know, just doing the same thing over and over, even though I think maybe Sean McDermott had his best coaching year of his career, especially what he did with the defense, with all those injuries and everything, I don't know if, if just kind of coming back with the same old, same old, is is beneficial for this team at all 
Check him out on social media at Ryan D. Leaf. Ryan, fantastic stuff. Can't wait to talk to you again soon to dive into your unique story individually a little bit more, hopefully this offseason. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I have one question for you, and we didn't, oh, we yeah. didn't dwell into it at all. Uh, you're Dan Campbell, and you're up, seven, you're up 14 with a chance to go up 17, but way through the third quarter of the NFC Championship, live by the sword, die by the sword mentality. What, what are you doing in that moment? Yeah, I would have kicked the field goal there. I would have attempted the field goal there yep. because I think even if you convert there and Reynolds catches the pass, there's still a pretty good chance you're attempting a field goal on that drive. And even if you get a touchdown, you're still only up three scores. In other words, the upside of being up 21 as opposed to 17 is not worth the downside of only being up 14 versus 17 in my mind. I'm I'm fine with the decision. It's not what I would have done. Right. And I'm actually writing my column for the 33rd team this week. I'm very curious about the process. The second one I felt a little bit better about. Because it be- felt a little more needed. Yeah. Well, even if they tie the game at that point, they can't stop the 49ers. So it's like you're tying it to then be trailing again. So uh, really good question, Ryan. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. You bet, man. Thanks for having me on. Heart disease is the number one cause of death in the U.S. due to the often invisible risk factors. One in five heart attacks occur with no recognizable signs or warning. Moreover, having conditions such as diabetes or high blood pressure can increase your chance of a heart attack by up to 2x. With the big game upon us, heart attack risk can more than double when your home team is playing. We're encouraging all sports fans to learn about their personal heart risk factors so they can keep their hearts in the game. To help educate on those risks, Bear Aspirin created the Bear Aspirin Heart Risk Assessment Tool. The tool quickly assesses an individual's personal risk of developing cardiovascular disease so that they can discuss their heart health risk factors with a healthcare professional as part of an ongoing health management. Learn more and assess your risk factors at checkyourheartrisks.com. Tux takes. All right, Ross, Lions offense coordinator Ben Johnson, he tells the Seahawks and commanders that he's staying in Detroit another year, and Texans offense coordinator Bobby Slowick is doing the same. He gets a new deal in Houston. This is very interesting, and I would say surprising, especially as it relates to Ben Johnson. You know, guys like Slowick, sometimes they think, you know what, let me do one more year so that I can maybe have my pick of jobs next year and and be ready more ready for that but Ben Johnson coming back to Detroit for a third year is really a stunner for me he must have a lot of confidence in himself and that organization because if things go the other way they don't have a good year you can go from hot to not quick really quick I am surprised that he did not capitalize on this and I thought maybe you know, sometimes they just they just do this when they find out they're not going to get a job. But I think that sometimes they also do it. Uh, he, he did it evidently while the commanders were on their way to meet with him, which is a little bit weird. Anyway, I thought for sure Ben Johnson would get a job. I thought there was a decent chance if he didn't, Slowick would get the job. I guess my big takeaway is not good for the commanders because I really felt like they wanted at least one of those two guys. A couple other coordinator news. Steelers, they hire former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their OC. Panthers uh, hire 32-year-old Brad Idzik as their new OC. And the Bills promote Bobby Babich to defensive coordinator. 
Don't know much about Bobby Babich other than I love alliteration. That's an awesome name. Brad Idzik, I met him when he was probably like 23, 24. Dad used to be the GM for the Jets. 32-year-old is young. And then Arthur Smith, I thought he was an excellent coordinator in Tennessee, which obviously is why he got the job that he got with the Atlanta Falcons as the head coach. Speaking of getting things, Jack, whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game-time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery it's DiGiorno. It's also something that you need, something delicious to wash it down with. Anytime anybody asks me about Labatt Blue Light, it's like, dude, that's all we drank in Buffalo. We would eat wings. We would eat chicken fries, which I still miss. They were incredible. And the whole table for the offensive line and tight ends and Bledsoe would be Labatt Blue Lights. Be like the Bills. Drink Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Kristen Juszczyk, the wife of the Niners fullback, she gets an NFL licensing deal. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. That's probably a good way to, to make money, getting an NFL licensing deal. You know, uh, Kyle, or Juice as they call him, I call him Kyle, he was on the show during the season. When was that, Jack? you remember? That was like mid I feel like that was mid-late season, like around like week eight-ish. Yeah, mid-season on some route, on some way, he was on the show. Man, I love this. I love when, uh, number one, when the wives can get involved in some way. And I love, number two, when a guy like Juszczyk is smart enough to capitalize on his career in the NFL and parlay it into something that will last much, much longer. That is the key. And that's what Usechek's doing, which I love. Speaking of love, myfrontpagestory.com. I'm telling you guys, just order it for a loved one. Send me the sponsor confirmation. I guarantee I'll send you a signed press pass or card or picture. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to Delicious Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, or BackOfficeScheduler.com.